Welcome to St. John's Sermons, a podcast from St. John's Lutheran Church, North Prairie, Wisconsin, a congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. We offer this podcast with the loving encouragement to use it as a supplement to your own regular reception of the Lord's gifts of forgiveness and life in word and sacrament on the Lord's day. The Lord bless your hearing of these sermons. as full as we're going to be and 
And subsequently we get confused and we get these notions in our head that we're right and everybody else is wrong. And the problem with being right is it's so rarely righteous. And the real problem is we didn't come into church this morning saying how right we were. We came into church confessing our sins and saying how wrong we were, how wrong we've been this past week, how much we are empty glasses and how much we need to be filled by the grace of God. For James, it's all about distinguishing between words like wisdom and knowledge. One could argue that for James, knowledge is data impartation. Wander around on Facebook and take a look at all the memes that pop up across your newsfeed. And you know, you might share one or two if you are a member. If you are on Facebook, you might share one or two so that others can see publicly what you learn. But my guess is you saw 10 or 15 of these memes and only one made an impression on you. And we know from brain research that there's a reason for that. And that's because we're not really all that good with data. Our brains don't handle little shots of data very well. We grab onto this one or that one, but if we're deluged with 30 or 40 shots of data, we'll be lucky to walk out of there with a solid understanding of one or two of them. We're not designed that way. God didn't make us that way. We seem to think that he who wins is the one who is the smartest, who knows the most data, who has the best control of his stuff, and certainly in Maybe modern educational worlds, there's some truth to that, but James isn't teaching that. James is teaching wisdom. And wisdom begins, quite interestingly, James doesn't quote this, but it's all over our text. That great statement from the Old Testament that's the motto of Concordia University, Wisconsin. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Wisdom isn't knowing a lot. Wisdom is having the fear of the Lord. Wisdom isn't, have I got a lot to teach you, or I'm right here, and you would be smartest to figure out that I'm right. Wisdom is, all I know is that I don't know much. Wisdom is, like I like to call it the Norwegian love song, and I'm Norwegian, so I can do this. If you're all a little politically correct today, you need to put that away. <laughs> the old Norwegian love song, I don't know much, but I know I love you. Where are you all today? It's a Packers opening. <laughs> Let's try that again. The Norwegian love song. I don't know much, but I know I love you. Ha, ha, ha. You're, still... You're all losing your sense of humor. It's okay. You can laugh. Ask tries to be funny. I know he tries. <laughs> You're going to emphasize the word tries. But he tries. Idea is that it isn't about how much we know. It's about how much we stand to learn and continue to grow in a word that is so much richer and so much deeper and so much higher than we are. So James drives home the point of meekness and humility. Because the Christians, the Jewish Christians to whom he's writing, out in what they call the dispersion, that is all the the, the Jews that uh, 200 year, 250 or so years before Jesus spread out into the Greek world because the Greeks had pretty much leveled Jerusalem. So they spread out and started building local synagogues and they, they covered the Greek world. 
at that time. That's when they finally sort of left Palestine and, and became the, the sort of, you, you can't go anywhere and not run into one of them somewhere. That's how that began 250 years ago. And as he writes to these, to these Jewish Christians, he says, what causes quarrels and disputes among you? Apparently there was this problem. What causes it is their selfish ambitions, their pride, their knowledge. They know better. And as long as you don't agree with me, then you obviously don't know better. And now we've got a quarrel. Now we've got a division. Now we've got a conflict. And this happens in the world today. The problem with our world today is that it knows too much. Or at least it thinks it does. But I would argue a quick solution to everybody's problem in the world today, whether it's ISIS or it's America, is to gain a heart of wisdom. And to drop the I know better. Because there is no wisdom where there is no humility. And you see all the positive stuff in our text, and in James there's quite a bit. Um, he talks about um, the wisdom from above, verse 17. Is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And the harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And yet he then immediately shifts gears and says, Well, why isn't that true among you, my readers? Because <laughs> he's not talking about them. Oh, I wish he was. But he's not. He's writing about Christ, our Lord. He's writing about the only one who modeled this. And the irony of that is that he didn't need to. When Jesus was crucified on a cross, he was crucified unjustly. He was accused of sins he had not committed. And then he was held guilty of your sins and mine since he had not committed you. And he didn't cry out injustice. He didn't look Pilate in the eye and say, I'm right, you're wrong. He didn't look the religious leaders in the eye and say, I'm right, you're wrong. He modeled what he wants out of his people, even in those last hours of his life. The height of which is that phenomenal prayer with three nails going through him. Father, forgive him. For they are not what they are doing. He was the wisdom that comes down from above. And he still comes down from above. He still condescends. Now that he has risen and ascended on high, Ephesians 4, he fills all things. Where is the body of Jesus? It's right here. <laughs> right here, this Sunday. He fills all things and he gives gifts to men. He fills the empty glasses that you and I have. We don't come up here saying, I'm worthy to be here. We come up here saying, I have an empty cup. Luther liked to use the language of, I have an empty sack. Where you kept your money. And Jesus pours not gold and silver in there. He pours his holy precious blood in there. And you have the treasures of heaven. But you didn't get them because you deserved them or because you were right. Precisely the opposite. You got them because you knew you didn't deserve them. You admitted that in the confession. You'll admit it again in the Lord's Prayer, and you will hear right after the Lord's Prayer, the peace of the Lord be with you always, which is a reminder that, yes, Jesus knows your sin. Yes, Jesus knows that 
Maybe the biggest sin we all have is we think we know more than we do. And yes, Jesus knows that your glass is empty and your sack is empty. And yes, Jesus is here today with the treasures of heaven to give to you. Those which he purchased on his cross for you. For the forgiveness of your sins. Those are yours today. And you don't go back out in the world going, Now I get it because I got it. You go back into the world and work with people the same way Jesus worked with us. We don't pull rank on them because Jesus didn't pull rank on them. We listen and we learn. And when we have the chance, filled by His grace, we impart and we fill. He imparts and fills through you. And that, my friends, is a great privilege. But it's a privilege we want, we lose out on if we are always right. It's a privilege we lose out on if we can't be ever told or we can't be ever taught what the real truth is. I like to think that the church's teaching is imparted, it's probably best summed up in a verse like 1 Corinthians 13, verse 7. Love rejoices, always rejoices in the truth. And that the Christian church, what distinguishes it from all the other messages in the world that could fill you, is that we love you enough to tell you the truth. We love you enough to tell you the truth about yourself. We love you enough to tell you the truth about a world that is dying all around us. We love you enough to tell you the truth about a salvation that comes totally outside of you and is given to you as a free gift by God's love and mercy and grace. And then we give it to you. You come forward and we don't withhold it. It's for you. So it's always good to be an empty sack filled by the grace of God. It's always good not to be the master and the one who knows it all, but to be the one who has more to learn. It's always good to be taught. Today we start our Sunday school. We start a new adult Bible study on this book of James. Confirmation started two weeks ago. I think one of the shames is that we always have to say that these things are starting again this time of year. That presumes that at one point in the year they stopped. It should never stop. Because our need is never not there. God grant that we would humbly come before a gracious God and rejoice in how He fills us through His Word, through His forgiveness through his life, through his gifts. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. This podcast is a service of St. John's Lutheran Church in North Prairie, Wisconsin. For more information, including location, service times, and links to other Lutheran agencies, please visit our website at www.stjohnsnp.org. That's www.stjohnsnp.org. Theme music performed by Mr. Philip Magnus.